the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you, Roland J., and thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. Yes, it's our KSLR Church of the Week program where we honor and recognize the ones on the front lines that teach us how to put on the full armor every day, uh, how to live victoriously, and again, teach us from the Word every Sunday morning. And Wednesday night, as the case may be, here with Calvary Chapel, uh, Solid Rock. And uh, let's just go right into it. Baron Wiley here. It's my honor to have in the KSLR studios the pastor from Calvary Chapel, Solid Rock, on 281 and Donella, just north of Thousand Oaks, it's Pastor Troy Neely. Thank you so much for being our KSR Church of the Week, Troy. Thank you for having me here. It's a privilege to be here. Well, I, you know what? I, I live off 281. Uh, I drive past your church all the time. It's right there next to Atlas Floors, who are great friends of the station, too. And uh, And how long have you been there? We've been in that location for about two years. All right. In fact, we... Uh, have worked with Atlas, and they've allowed us to use their parking on Sunday mornings. So we talk to them, we work with them, they've been kind to us, and so we're thankful for them. Billy and the boys over there do do good work, and that God bless them for, for taking care of their neighbors as yes. well. Loving your neighbors, I think, is the idea there. Where were you at before that location? We were meeting in the theater right around the corner, oh. the uh, big Regal Theater. Oh, good good move there. Yeah, it was a good move from that place. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, although, can people still bring popcorn to the uh, service if they want? They can smell it and everything else. I don't know if they were paying attention to the message or waiting for the popcorn afterwards. That's right. That's right. Well, um, look, again, you're a Calvary Chapel church. There's a lot of great Calvary chapels here in San Antonio. But as, right. as I recognize that uh, a lot of them are named after where they're located in the city. But yours is called Solid Rock. What was the idea behind that? Well, I guess the big idea was I noticed that Initially, Calvary Chapel San Antonio was in Universal City, and Calvary Chapel North was more central, and and so I thought, I don't know exactly where we're going to end up, <laughs> so let's go with a name that doesn't give away a location, mm-hmm. just Solid Rock, and uh, really, at first, it took me a little while to get used to the name, but I really like it because that's that's kind of the vision for our ministry, is that we would build our lives on the solid rock of the Word of God. In fact, that's our foundational verse, is Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. And what does that say? It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And it continues, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Our, our hope is that those who come will know the Bible. We want to teach the Bible. I can get some principles and give them some applications, and I certainly want to do that. But really, I want them to know their Bibles because uh, Jesus said that's what we need to build our life on. That's the truth. 
Well, let me speak to that for just a second, because this has been very consistent with every Calvary Chapel church I've known. Right. The whole verse by verse teaching, no other book but the Bible. Right. And it sounds like it's pretty consistent there at Calvary Chapel Solid Rock. Yeah, absolutely, because it's the Bible that changed my life. I mean, great men and great teachers have been used to bring it to life and to help me to understand the context in certain things. But um, their gift is not what saved me. It's his word that saved me. And so... I just want to serve the Lord. Wow. Well, we're talking to Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel, Solid Rock. It's our KSLR Church of the Week. Uh, Since we're on the topic of Calvary Chapel churches there, too, do do all your pastors know each other here in San Antonio? Actually, we do. We uh, have a lunch once a month. Oh, good. That uh, I try to uh, facilitate being probably the The administrative guy in the group. (laughs) And so we'll come together once a month, hang out, pray for each other, encourage each other. The last thing we want to do is compete with each other because Mm -hmm. we're not competing uh, for for people. It's a kingdom thing, right? right? We want to save souls and we want people to grow. And wherever they feel like they can grow, then that's where they should be. That's where they should grow. Well, let's go back to the beginning as, as, as you, a young man, Troy, Pastor Troy Neely. Uh, how did this all get started? When did the Lord say, this is what you're going to do? Well, I'll do this as quickly as I no, can. No, take your time. We want to know. It this. probably started in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I was sitting under the teaching ministry of Skip Heights at Calvary Chapel of Albuquerque, and mm-hmm. who I consider one of the Big greatest. Big Calvary Church. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 17,000 or yeah. so. Huge. And uh, as I was sitting in that huge church, I looked around and... I just thought, man, how do you get involved in something like this? I didn't know you could even get involved. I just thought that was all for the professionals. And he was talking one time about being in his apartment and starting the work, and I'd never thought about that before. And I thought, wow, to be at the beginning of a work like this, that would be amazing. Then I could get involved, you know, because I didn't feel like I qualified to do anything. (laughs) Well, as time passed, I got orders to move from, being in the military, I got Ah. orders to move from, Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque to San Antonio, Texas. I had never thought about that again, you know, his apartment starting there and and all that. And and when I came to San Antonio, I looked for a Calvary Chapel because I wanted the verse-by-verse teaching. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there were more of them, really. Ah. And so I come down here, and I'm looking at the ads, the big ads, because I thought all Calvaries are big. Right. So I look for the big ads. There's no Calvary Chapel. So I figured, you know, I guess I just won't go to church at all. (laughs) Well, one day I was going to order some pizza, and I looked through the um, pizza companies that they had locally, and I said, you know what, I I want to see maybe there's a Calvary Chapel that's listed, not in the big ads. Maybe they were conservative, didn't want to pay the Mm -hmm. big money for the big ads. So I looked one up, and there one was a Calvary Chapel in an apartment. It was in Universal City, Calvary Uh Chapel, uh, San Antonio, uh, Ron Arbaugh. That's right. And so I called and I guess he had had a rough day being at the very beginning of their work in Mm -hmm. their apartment and so I called I was excited so are you a Calvary Chapel kind of like Skip Heitzig in Albuquerque and he goes yes we are (laughs) Um, but let me just tell you we're in our apartment we're just getting started and he had been discouraged because everybody said you know when you get a church when you get a building we'll Uh come well for me he said those words and it was like I was catapulted back into the sanctuary of Calvary, Albuquerque. Like, here you are. You're at the beginning of a work like this. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. I'm called. You know, (laughs) everything was running through my head. Well, it turns out I end up going. I loved it. 
Uh, Ron gave me so many opportunities to serve the Lord, though I didn't qualify for any of them. Of course not. Including um, leading worship. I had three chords that I, <laughs> that I could eke out very slowly. Yeah. So there were long pauses between chord changes. Uh, but God kind of raised me up in, mm. in that ministry. And uh, But as vision and everything began to unfold, uh, I remember praying to the Lord one day. God's been stirring in my heart, and uh, I love the worship ministry. And, and he said, I said, Lord, the vision here is not the same as like Albuquerque, where I sort of caught my vision. Mm. And the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, you know, I said, here you are at the beginning of work like this. I didn't say this was that work. Mm. So that was one of those things you tuck in your heart, and you realize maybe this isn't forever. And as, again, I'll, I'll skip a lot of the details, but as things unfold, he brings a wife that's not musically inclined to support my worship ministry, yeah. and there's more tugging on my heart. How did you meet your wife? In ministry. Yeah. That'd be another long story. Okay, but, okay. Uh, it was certainly a God thing because God spoke to my heart. I didn't even know her. Uh-huh. Her sister was on our worship ministry. And uh, God spoke to my heart at a men's retreat um, through the pastor. I can't even who, remember who was teaching, but he said, a woman desires to be loved for who she is by one man. And at that time, God sort of said, that's all Ophelia wants. And I thought, okay, what is that? Why does that matter to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know Ophelia. I knew her sister, and I didn't really want to go out with either of them. You know, I was a single guy focused on the Lord and had no plans for marriage unless she could come and be some major vocalist or something, yeah. you know, to compliment the ministry. So over time, she became a, a burden on my heart to pray mm. for. And so one day I thought, I know God's talking about marriage. He doesn't bring a guy and a girl together for just let's be friends, right. casual relationships. And so I thought my way out of the whole marriage idea was to ask her, Ophelia, God's put you on my heart to pray for. What do you need prayer for? And maybe she would say something like, well, my arm or this is going on <laughs> yeah. in my life. And I could go, okay, I can pray for that. Right. But I knew that to sincerely pray for somebody uh, meant you had to be willing to answer that prayer, not just pray for them, but be willing to meet the needs of that prayer. Mm. And I was not willing to meet the needs of a prayer for a husband. Right. So my wife, she's a very godly woman, a very pure in heart. When I, uh, that, that pure in heart devotion that I mentioned, uh, she reminds me of that. She sees things very different than a lot of people, and mm. it's helpful to me also. But um, I asked her, what do you need prayer for? And she said, Troy, if the Lord has put me in your heart to pray for, then pray for what he's put in there. Wow. I thought, there's a man. How do you work around that yeah. one? So I said, let's, let's uh, just kind of get to know each other. We'll be friends. And honestly, her and I became friends because mm-hmm. I had no intentions at all. Mm-hmm. I was obeying the Lord mm-hmm. and getting to know her, and I found out I really liked her. Mm-hmm. And ultimately... Um, I started talking to her in January of, is it uh, 99? Or January of 2000, actually. Mm-hmm. So we got married in May of 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's how uh, the Lord works. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't realize that in liking her so much and liking her company that I actually loved her. Uh-huh. And I think she's the first one that it wasn't about the looks and all those things, although she's beautiful. Yes. It wasn't about any of that. 
And uh, so I'm very, very yes. blessed to have the wife that I have who's really a support and a compliment to the ministry uh, that God's called me to. Well, congratulations. What a sweet God story that is. And yes. it continues on, I'm sure, there, too. Uh, yes. Again, we're talking to Pastor Troy Neely. He's the pastor of uh, Calvary Chapel, Solid Rock, located on 281, uh, just north of Thousand Oaks there, right next to Atlas Floors, as we just talked about there. Right. Uh, if I'm, I interrupted the, your story there with, and asked you about your wife there, but I think you were talking about... Uh, the call. The call, yeah. Right. Uh, well, so my wife, God used her to confirm that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, he began to show me, I'm not leading you worship word, not as a worship leader, but in another direction where a godly wife, a godly manner of life, all these things are important. And so it became evident that God was calling me to step out at some point. Mm. And so when the time came, ultimately, uh, did Ron bless you? That's all I want to know. Ron, Ron blessed me. I don't, (laughs) he didn't want to let me go. (laughs) Uh, And, and I understand even more so now because when you, when you're comfortable with a worship leader, that's a good place to be, you know, when you trust your worship leader. And again, I appreciate, um, everything, uh, that I was able to do Mm. in serving the Lord it gave me a new perspective on what it means to serve and to follow the Lord mm. and prepared me uh, for what I'm doing now. So Good. as God called me out, um, we ended up in the north central side of town. God bl- or, uh, Ron, God blessed that, mm-hmm. but uh, Ron also was okay with that. Yep. That was my big fear because I did not want to be one of those guys who left the church and went down the street. Right. Because I have a hard time with that when I see it anyway. I've seen it lots. Mm. Uh, So I didn't want to be that guy. So I was looking to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the day I was thinking about telling Ron that I'm I'm going to Waco. I thought it was going to be Waco Mm. because I didn't think there was a Calvary in Waco. Ron told me, hey, the guy from Waco, the guy that uh, that, uh, pastors the Calvary Chapel in Waco is here today at our church visiting. Oh, my. And so it was like this sudden shift. And what had been on my heart the whole time was the north central side here because mm-hmm. I'd, I'd lived out here. And it was kind of my heart mm-hmm. to, to minister back into that area. And as we were going out to eat with him and his wife, Ron and his wife, and then um, the pastor and his wife, Ron said, you know, we're going out to this area. If there's room for another Calvary Chapel, this would be a good area. And as soon as he said that, I said, would you be okay if I stayed local? Because this is the area that's been on my heart. Mm-hmm. And he said, I would be, I would love it. Ah, so that's cool. Uh, I got his blessing. Yeah. We've been going for about eight years, nine years. Yeah. Uh, but we started with very low, low visibility. I really wanted to clean a break. I didn't want to seem like I was moving on and taking some people. We only took family. Right. And that was it. Right. And, uh, we came out, got to start in the funeral home. It was our first Sunday. We started before that in a in a church in just using two rooms, one for us, one for the kids. And we uh, grew there. And we went to the funeral home, and we actually grew good there yeah. at the funeral home. But um, because children were, became an issue there, they decided to give us a 30-day notice. Oh, okay. And we had to scramble, and we got the theater. Yes. We didn't grow so much there. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe I'm just not that good a pastor that I could grow in a theater. I hear the stories all the time that churches will grow and explode in those places. 
I'm not one of those. In fact, there's a... Uh, those are always temporary places, though. Temporary. They're, they're yeah. always a transition to something else. Yes. And uh, how we found this place. I had gone because I love green chilies, and uh, uh-huh. my brother-in-law, Mike Wilkinson, decided to take me down to the... Um, H-E-B, they had the Green Chili Fest going on. We went down there, had some green chilies. That goes back to your Albuquerque days, of course. Oh, yeah. So some more Albuquerque coming out. And as we're coming back, we see this little little church on the right for sale. And so I I did some homework. I I called, and it was way out of our league. Everything Mm -hmm. was out of our league. There was nothing in the area. We just happened to choose an area. We can't afford anything in. And so, well, God chose it, I guess. So I kept telling everyone, we need to be in this area, and we can't afford anything, and there's nothing there. I called the the, the guy from that church, and uh, or the, the re, uh, real estate the agent. agent. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, we could not afford it. Well, one Sunday, we have some visitors. And uh, they said, well, we came from a church that closed down, and we just decided to visit. I said, it wouldn't be that church around the corner, would it, that's for sale? She goes, yes, how did you know? I said, I didn't. I just thought I would ask. <laughs> and she goes, you know what? I think they would rent it to you while it's up for sale. Mm. They say it's sold, but they'll rent it to you uh, while all this is going on for maybe a year or so. I said, oh, that'd be great. Do you think he would? He said, yeah. I said, well, do you know him? She goes, yeah, he's my brother-in-law. Oh, wow. So uh, ended up contacting them. Worked a great deal with us. He wanted a one-year contract. Uh-huh. I wanted a three-year contract because sure. I want to stay there for a while, if at all possible. So he did the three-year contract. After one year, he approached us and said, you know, we thought maybe one day we might come back and do ministry here. We always wanted ministry to take place here. Mm. I said, But you guys, we love your heart. I visited. I know you. We want you and they sold it to us mm, wow. for the price, basically, of our uh, lease agreement. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we went through a, a bank. So we're not financing it through them. So there's right. not the shake the hand, shake your hand kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's ours, and we'll own it outright at some points. Oh, uh, praise the, the Lord. Year. What a great way of, way of the, the Lord there. And, oh, and there's so provision. many of those stories. Well, we love those stories here. You're listening to, to uh, our Church of the Week uh, here on KSLR with Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel, Solid Rock. So let's, let's talk about going to church on Sunday morning. If I'm okay. a first-time visitor, what happens? What, what, if I showed up at 9 o'clock, what do I experience? Well, you will uh, be greeted by some ushers. Yes, sir. Who will welcome you with a smile. That's right. Most of the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Always. And so when you come and sit, um, the ushers, if it's full and you can't see where to sit, they'll help you find a place. Mm-hmm. But we have contemporary worship, uh, a full worship team, although uh, we've still been praying for a bass player. For some reason, yeah. we could never fill that spot, although we have someone who just filled out an application All and right. maybe that person. So we got a full worship team, contemporary Um and then afterwards, we have some announcements and then of all that's going on in the church. And then we teach the verse-by-verse right. verse message. Where are you at right now? What are you right teaching? Right now, we're in Hebrews. Okay. What's the big takeaway from Hebrews for you right now? That maybe You know how you read the same verse over and over again, and then one day it just explodes for you? Is there, is there a verse in Hebrews that's working for you? Well, I wouldn't say a verse. It's, it's the it's overall whole, book sure, sure. that's uh, got me right now. And the idea is... Christ is everything. Mm-hmm. Religion and, and works 
all of that doesn't give us favor with Christ. And so we need to fix our eyes on him, to look to him, and to remember that we're not the only ones who've done this. Right. In the Hall of Fame of Faith there in, in Hebrews, others have gone before us. We have other witnesses who, they're not witnesses in the sense that they're peering over just watching us. They've done it. Mm-hmm. They're a witness to us that we can do it. And the lives listed there are just normal, normal men and women who had their ups and downs, just like us. And it's a reminder that we can do great things, but the key is if God is leading us, if we're following him, then we can do great things. If God, that's right. Hey, let's talk about some of those uh, leaders that you have in your church right now. As Moses had uh, Aaron and and her there to lift his arms there, who lifts your arms there in the church? Oh, yes. We um, just did a lot of changing in our leadership, and I've got three elders Mm -hmm. who have taken on a lot. Sure. And uh, I want to mention their names, Jim Hare, Richard Lopez, and Ken Kirkland. Uh, These guys have stepped up, and they take on many things, but service oversight is one. Uh, At any given service, one of them is in charge so that everyone doesn't have to come to me Mm -hmm. uh, to fix things like temperature or to put out fires. Mm -hmm. Those guys handle uh, all of that. And Richard Lopez in particular, he is overseeing our children's ministry, and uh, he's praying fervently for that called person (laughs) into the children's (laughs) ministry. But he is serving faithfully as an elder, and that just happens to be one of the uh, duties he has right now. So let's talk about those other ministries. So children's ministry is in mm-hmm. place there. God bless uh, uh, your fine elder there. Uh, men's ministry, women's ministry, what's happening? We have uh, men's ministry, women's ministry. Our men's ministry, uh, they're kind of rallying around, obviously, a once-a-month Bible study fellowship mm-hmm. together. But uh, every so often, and I think in June they're going to do this, they'll get out and do some of the maintenance uh, in the ch- for the church. Yeah. Like right now we have a, a deck being put up so that we can extend our fellowship area outside and we'd like to drive some traffic uh, towards the back sure. where we have a little park area where you can hang out. So. Oh, that's cool. A little deck project. Get, get your hard hat on and, yeah. and there's some men's ministry happening Yeah, there. and what we'd like to do also is put some speakers up, outdoor speakers up okay. and uh, kind of ex- let it be an extension of the sanctuary so mm-hmm. we... Have, have a small startup coffee shop, and Bob Larson is our coffee guru, or is a coffee scientist. <laughs> it's it's quality coffee. That's right. That we get. Now, I'm not a coffee person, but I believe it's good coffee. That's right. So, um, what we found is because we don't allow the coffee in the sanctuary, that we couldn't. You know, Bob wasn't able to sell his quality coffee <laughs> because they couldn't drink it before they would go in. So, this would be a an alternative. For those who, if they've got children that they, they, they need to, you know, tend to, they can still sit out and listen to the service. If they have a cup of coffee they haven't finished, mm-hmm. then they're free to sit out there, although we encourage them to sit in the study. Um, one day we may have everyone out there and no one in the sanctuary, but that's okay, <laughs> as long as they're hearing the Word of God that's right. and growing. That's good. And then again, uh, women's ministry, I imagine there's a women's Bible study somewhere. Yes, we have on. a once-a-month uh, women's fellowship also it's not focused on so much a bible study although they have a a devotion Uh, right now they're just building up their relationship with one another right and so um, i I pray fervently for that ministry because i know that uh, women are very influential Mm -hmm. 
uh, in their homes, in their communities, and even in the church. And so because they're influential, if they're on the wrong course, uh, gossip and not liking each other, not mm-hmm. centered on the Word of God, they're very influential then too. Mm. And so uh, I have a big heart uh, for the women's ministry, and I pray really hard for that ministry. All right, so church every Sunday morning, what times? We have a 9 o'clock and an 11 o'clock service on Sunday mornings. We also have a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock where we go through the Old Testament. And our first Wednesday night of each month is devoted to communion. So we have a communion service. We'll have a devotion, kind of lights out worship service, and it's uh, really nice. All right, so Pastor Troy, invite the listeners that are listening right now to church uh, to come to Calvary Chapel Solid Rock. You guys, those who are listening, you're more than welcome to... (laughs) Come and check us out. If you don't have a home church and you're looking for a place where you can hear the Word of God being taught and you can understand the Word of God, a place that you can plug in and serve and get to know know those that you're serving with, then come visit us. Maybe we're a fit for you. That's right. Uh, Again, you're listening to the KSR Church of the Week. We're honoring Calvary Chapel Solid Rock with Pastor Troy Neely there. Learn more about them at uh, calvarysr.org. That's calvarysr, stands for solid rock, dot org. Uh, And then again, tell us exactly where they're located if you're given directions. 281 at Donella, uh, just south of 1604. Uh, We're set back a little bit, so you'll see Atlas flooring there, and we're set in behind them. We have a sign, uh, so you'll see us clearly. Very good. And service time, Sunday mornings at 9 and 11, and again, uh, teaching out of the Old Testament on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Pastor Troy, thank you for your mission and vision for sharing and being our KSLR Church of the Week. I appreciate it. God bless you guys. And we thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630, KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com